Good morning, Nashville. My name is Braden Gall, and this is the 444, Monday, March 28th. Coming up on the show today, one Nashville SC star plays a huge role in the United States' march back to the World Cup. The Nashville Predators deliver a critical win on Sunday evening. The Memphis Grizzlies continue to set records, but we begin with a Final Four that no one's going to admit that they actually are excited about. Guys, if you don't mind, give me a second here to tell you about what's going on this week with our kids. Uh, Of course, a child sexual abuse charity here in Middle Tennessee, of which I'm a part. And this week, the 440 brought to you by the 8th annual J.E. Dunn Hammer Down 5K, all the money benefiting our kids. So come on out this weekend, April 2nd, Saturday morning. Stay in shape. Get yourself some fresh air. And, oh, by the way, help some of the kids of Middle Tennessee. That's hammerdown.raceroster.com. Hammerdown.raceroster.com. It's the J.E. Dunn Hammer Down Race, the 8th Annual 5K, all of the money benefiting the Our Kids Foundation. Don Davenport's going to be out there emceeing. And, of course, the time on this show this week donated by the Kingston Group. Make sure you remember those folks as well. So hammerdown.raceroster.com is the website. We need runners, so come on out. Run a 5K. Takes no time at all. Helps the kids of Middle Tennessee. Come on, folks. Hammerdown.raceroster.com. The Final Four will feature Duke versus North Carolina on one side of the bracket as Coach K tries to finish his historic career in John Elway-like fashion. And Villanova, which has become a Final Four mainstay under Jay Wright, will face Bill Self in Kansas in an epic national semifinal on the other half of the bracket. Both games, of course, next Saturday. But what is fascinating to me about this Final Four, outside of the drama around Coach K's final run or the Hall of Fame coaching matchup on the other side, is the reaction to the North Carolina-St. Peter's matchup. You may hate Duke, and I totally understand. I totally understand why people hate the Cowboys or Notre Dame football or the New York Yankees. Duke basketball is all of those teams in college hoops. And you may claim and think that you love Cinderella in the tournament, which we all do in the first weekend. But you don't when it comes to the Final Four. Duke and North Carolina will draw a far bigger rating and will be far more watched basketball game than if the Peacocks had pulled the upset and played the Blue Devils in the Final Four. VCU, George Mason, and Loyola Chicago Final Four games were among the lowest rated and least watched of the last two decades, mostly because St. Peter's wouldn't really have much of a chance against Duke. I know they didn't have much of a chance against Kentucky or Murray State or Purdue either, but you can only do that so often, and a win over a team loaded with future NBA pros and arguably the greatest coach of all time is an extremely low statistical probability. We do love Cinderella for about a week or two. But then what casual American sports fans want to watch in the Final Four is elite programs battle for the game's biggest crown. And the first and only Final Four meeting between, whether you like it or not, the game's biggest rivals, North Carolina and Duke, is going to draw a massive audience. And if the game is close, it would dwarf even a close St. Peter's-Duke matchup. So sure, we can all run to Twitter and scream about how disappointed we are that we're forced to watch the game's greatest rivalry on the game's most prestigious stage. But the numbers will tell a very different story. Sure, I would have loved to have seen the Peacocks do something unprecedented and historic. It's what makes sports great. Hell, they kind of already have, frankly, by making it further than any 15 seed ever has. But Duke, North Carolina is what we all secretly want, whether we want to admit it or not. And let's be honest, I think the Kansas-Villanova game will be even better. And as long as Duke wins and Coach K finishes career in the national championship game... Well, then that Monday night's national title game could be one of the most watched in NCAA tournament history. With just 17 games left and facing a two-goal deficit, the Predators came up with a huge answer and two points in a 5-4 win over the Flyers on Sunday night. 
Philip Forsberg scored his team record 37th goal of the season. Yakov Trenin scored twice. Obviously, Roman Yossi posted his team record 62nd and 63rd assists of the season. But the star of the night was new father Tanner Janot. In his first game as a dad, the star rookie put together the Gordie Howe hat trick, including the game-winning goal with just over a minute left in the third period. The win writes the ship that was a little bit off after two really ugly 6-1 losses last week. Yossi and Forsberg and Duchesne and Janot all continued their assault on the Predators' record book. And most importantly, the two points keeps Nashville within reach of the Blues and the Wild in the division and just ahead of the rest of the Western Conference pack for the first wildcard spot. Nashville has struggled with bad Eastern Conference teams, so to come back and beat Philly the way they did on Sunday is hopefully a huge confidence boost heading into a week in which the Preds will be facing two more really, really bad Eastern Conference teams. Ottawa comes to town on Tuesday night before Nashville heads to Buffalo on Thursday evening. There are just 16 games left in the regular season. The Grizzlies are winding down one of the best regular seasons in franchise history, and I hope Nashville is taking note. Their win over the defending champion Milwaukee Bucks on Saturday gave Memphis their 52nd win of the year, just four behind their franchise record of 56 set back in 2013 and the third most in franchise history. The win was not just their 52nd of the year, but it was their fourth consecutive win and their eighth in nine games. There are just seven games left in the regular season, and Memphis has pulled away from Golden State for the two-seed in the Western Conference. And with a win over the Warriors on Monday evening, this team can all but lock up a second-place finish, which, as far as I can tell, is the best finish ever by a Memphis Grizzlies team in the conference. If John Morant, the most dominant social media force in the NBA today, is not enough for you to tune in, a playoff race with a playoff team as a two-seed in the Western Conference absolutely should be enough. And that's something they can basically lock up on Monday night. Tip-off in the forum against the Warriors will be at 7 p.m. After eight brutal years, the United States men's national team has basically clinched a spot in the 2022 World Cup later this year in Qatar. Nashville SC star Walker Zimmerman has played a crucial role in the U.S.'s march back to the international event, and not just in the 5-1 win over Panama on Sunday night. With one qualifying match left out of 14, the United States would have to lose by six goals against Costa Rica on Wednesday to miss getting a top three automatic bid, and they have already clinched the fourth place spot in the group, which guarantees this team at worst a play-in situation in June. Basically, the top four teams move on in some form, and the U.S. will be one of them. Zimmerman drew a penalty kick in the 17th minute against fellow Nashville SC teammate and Panamanian captain Anibal Godoy. Christian Pulisic then buried the PK and the floodgates opened. A Paul Areola header finished a perfect cross a few minutes later for the second goal in the 23rd minute, and then Areola assisted on the United States' third score in the 27th minute by charging into the box and creating havoc. Pulisic then finished yet another PK in stoppage time for a 4-0 halftime lead before capping the incredible evening with a filthy third goal in the 65th minute. After missing some major chances on Thursday night against Mexico, Pulisic played arguably his best match of qualifying on arguably the most important night, scoring a hat-trick and beginning the play that led directly to another goal. He was aggressive, edgy, and fun to watch. It was the Pulisic that we all need to show up in November. Meanwhile, Zimmerman has been a critical piece to the U.S.'s return to the World Cup stage, something all Nashvillians should be super proud of. Zimmerman has played center back in all 13 matches for the United States men's national team and wore the captain's armband on more than one occasion during this run. I have no clue how many minutes or how big of a role he will have on this team in actual World Cup play, but he's played a major role in helping return this team to the international stage and has earned a shot at the final cup roster for sure. 
World Cup qualifying will finish with the 14th and final match against Costa Rica on Wednesday down in San Jose, a place that the United States has never won a World Cup qualifying match. Also, congratulations to Canada for winning the CONCACAF group and getting into their first World Cup since 1986. A good Canadian soccer team only elevates the level of competition on the continent as Mexico and U.S. have dominated, so a third really good power in this hemisphere would be a good development for U.S. soccer. Thank you guys all for listening. Coming up this week on 440, we got a bunch of great stuff from you. The Club and Country podcast out on Tuesday. They're going to have a fantastic interview. You're not going to want to miss that. We will have Ian Air with us on Lamestream Sports a little bit later on with myself and Steve Cavendish. Of course, we got the Gold Standard, Fringe Element, Football and Other F-Words, Music City, Audible, all the great pods from Vandy Sports as well as Broadway Sports Media. Make sure you check out all those great shows as we get to the playoffs here for the Nashville Predators and inching closer to Nashville SC opening that brand new stadium and the NFL Draft. We'll have a long-form edition of the 440 coming up tomorrow. Myself and Zach Lyons going to analyze all that's going on so far with the Titans offseason and grade the job that John Robinson has done. So make sure you check out all that great stuff. Rate, review, subscribe. Click all the buttons. You know what I mean? Follow, subscribe, all those buttons. Go to the YouTube page, all that great stuff. Thank you guys all for listening. My name is Braden Gall. You can get to me on Twitter at Braden Gall. Again, thank you guys all for hanging out with us. This has been the 440 for Monday, March 28th. The 440 is a production of 440 Media, written and produced by Braden Gall, music by William Tyler.